are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Welcome to The Awakened Soul. I want to apologize for this episode being a little late. Um, just this week got away from me um, with getting ready and preparing for the Black Panther Live show. I did do a test with Fame Black on that. We did a Stay Woke segment, which is going to be in this podcast. So when you hear it referenced as the live show, that's what, you, that's what it means. We were live on Periscope. Uh, the new Awakened Soul Live. I'm really really enjoying this and i can't wait to the black panther uh review with oversaturated both johnny and ralph this is going to be fun it's going to be different uh you're going to get to see my face so um i don't know if that's a positive or negative to some people but nonetheless um yeah so be on the lookout for that that's going down on the 18th um at 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern so definitely check that out on periscope if you go to my twitter at ceo hayes that's at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can definitely catch that when it's live um but nonetheless we're gonna go ahead and get ready to get into the show so we got that segment that we did live it's the stay woke segment with fame black and then on top of that we do have jackson coming back with another dating horror story All right, now, so this has just been a wild week, like I said, between me preparing for uh, this live show on Sunday, reviewing Black Panther, and just everything that's going on in the world, you know, some of that we get to talk about in the Stay Woke segment with Fame, but Quincy Jones, what the, Quincy, (laughs) at this point, Quincy is like that, that drunk uncle, the the great uncle who, who shows up and he's already drunk and you never know what he's going to say. He could say something that completely like enlightens you and gives you like life advice or it can completely be something that's just shatters your soul. Like between his comments on Michael Jackson and saying Michael Jackson stole songs and and then the Richard Pryor thing where I'm, I'm sure everyone knows about. We're not going to go ahead and break it all, re break it down, but I just it's 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 concerning comical all kind of rolled up in one just because you don't know really what place quincy jones is in you know he's he's older so who's to say if he's all the way lucid or you know old people sometimes just don't give a fuck so it could just be that or it could be something deeper going on i'm not really qualified to speculate too much on that so i'm not going to get too far into it but i will say anyone who's not aware of what i'm talking about just google quincy jones at this point um i'm sure it's going to be the first thing to come up because it's probably the the most recent um and just check that out like i said some of the things he had to say about richard Pryor uh, having a gay relationship with marlon brando was just that was a little wowing to me um but i mean richard Pryor has openly talked um for decades um before he passed away about the fact that he experimented with uh with gay relationships so i mean it it was it was kind of mind-boggling um just because it's marlon brando but at the same time uh anyone who's followed richard Pryor has really been a fan of richard Pryor. You, you guys aren't um too shocked by some of these allegations just because you know some of the stuff that that richard Pryor has done i mean even richard Pryor at one point um i believe he was he was um it was it was was it a it was something pro uh gay i believe at the time gay gay rights or gay activists and he talked about some of his homosexual experiences which the crowd just 
was loving at the time. They supported him. And in the middle of that same performance, they turned on him because of just how wild he got with some of the stuff he was talking about. So, I mean, this this stuff is out there. It's it's not anything completely new. Like, yes, the Marlon Brando name drop is. But, you know, no one should be shocked that Richard Pryor experimented if you're a real fan. Um, but to back off that, um, I want to talk about. Um, something we didn't really get much into on in the last episode when we had our Super Bowl reaction, and that is the fallout. Um, just of the Justin Timberlake, like you hear people talking about his performance and if he should have been the one to do a tribute to Prince or not. Um, I'm of the mindset with that is you were in Prince's hometown, you had to do something for Prince. Um, even even if you know they, they people are saying coming out saying that Prince didn't really care for Justin Timberlake, you know you you have to sometimes put that personal stuff. Um, to the side with certain things and, and just pay homage to, to someone um, who is a pioneer, one of the best artists to ever do it. And with that said, um, on the next episode, well, the next episode is the Black Panther review, but the episode after that, um, going to have a retrospective on Prince's uh, legacy with uh, Billy Ray Valentine and the Andrew Bello. Um, it's going to be a fun episode. we got a few other things planned for that episode. Anyone who's into conspiracy theories, definitely check that episode out because it's going to... And not conspiracy theories with Prince, just uh, separately from that. Um, so, yeah, definitely be prepared. Set your uh, pre- Prepare your hearts and minds for that. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to talk about, while we're not reviewing Black Panther right now in this episode, I do want to talk about the Black Panther album, um, which was put together by Kendrick Lamar. I like to think as as I, there's some tracks that I really don't care for on here. I'm just going to be completely honest. I'm not going to act like it. I just fall head over heels for every track on this uh, album because I didn't. But I will say, like, as, as a motion picture soundtrack, it's definitely up there as a as a just a, a, a piece of work as far as music. It, it's all there. Check it out. I, I, I feel like overall it's it's a it's a dope album. Like I said, I, I take I'm I'm not very much if you guys haven't tell new age with some music so um some of it just i i just don't like the sound of some of the stuff musically uh that comes out nowadays but overall this album i, I really thoroughly enjoyed from top to bottom um that nipsey hustle that dropped today matter of fact there will be a review on that because i am feeling that very much so we'll i'll find somebody to review that with me as well um but yeah, man, this is this has been out of the mind of CEO Hayes. You know, I called the segment off the rip. We're thinking about changing that um, just because shout out to my boys over at Oversaturated, uh, which check out their sound drop for the off the dome segment. I, I believe I, I know the person who made it. Nonetheless, nonetheless enough shameless plugs. But um, yeah, so we kind of uh, I believe they we I started calling it off the rip and they started calling it off the dome around the same time. Um, but it's just too similar. And I don't, and I don't want to step on my boy's toes, so I'm going to change it. Change the name of the segment. I'm going to kick some names around. Submit some names to me. I'm rambling. Let's get into the first segment of this podcast, which is a segment with Fame Black. This is, is pulled from the Awakened Soul Live um, on Periscope, um, but I, I think it's a dope conversation that I wanted to pull and, and present to the ones who just listened to the podcast. Um, so that, that's going to be the first segment, me and Fame talking about Trump's proposed Food stamp, um, repeal, appeal, repeal. Nothing less. I'm, I'm done rambling. But yeah, so uh, the changes that uh, Trump proposed making to the food stamp plan. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get into a brief musical break. On the other side of that is going to be me and Fame Black. A boy's born 
God to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough for the city. All right, fam. This will be fun. This will be fun. We're live, and and uh, ladies and gentlemen, anyone who's stepping into this show, let me welcome you to the Awakened Soul Live. As you can see, Are I got the lovely f- flame back. You, you, oh yeah, it, it. I'll explain that. that oh, that's, that, that's, oh okay. Yeah, I can see you. You can't see me, but we'll fix that oh, out later. All that's right, John technical. Cena. Cool. Yeah, can't see me, but um, we're here. Oh. We're here to discuss and talk about. Fame Black taking over the Awakened Soul for a minute for a topic that he put together, and I must say, it's a it's a hell of a topic. Fame, what's going on, man? Well, you know, first of all, uh, what's going on, Hayes? I, I I feel honored to be here. I feel honored that you like give me a segment. I feel like um like if you were John Stewart, then I'm Stephen Colbert. When he first started the little bit the little bit that he had on this show before he got the Colbert report, um, you know. I find it funny that this is the awakened soul and we got these stay woke, stay woke segments. And I feel like this is right in that vein because I want to talk about something very recent. Uh, President Trump, uh, 45, Mr. Orange, whatever you want to call him. He dropped, he dropped this, you know, just an idea. I'm not even going to say he wrote the bill up or, you know, anything's passed or anything is in the action. He just kind of proposed this idea for food stamps that they, they stop being stamps. Whatever these people get is going to be half and they'll get these ration boxes of uh, food, you know, preserved food, uh, grains, cereals, things like this nature. Um, you know, a lot of you know, there's a lot of backlash. President Trump gets a lot of backlash for almost anything that he does. I mean, this man farts in the morning, and people are like, "Oh my God, can you believe he farts in the morning?" Obama would have never done anything like this. But uh, I, you know, I'm not ragging on it. You know, an idea is an idea. He's trying to save the budget or whatever, and that's pretty presidential, I guess. Um, but I feel like in this time, it's important to explain all the misconceptions that people have about food stamps and who's on them and, and what exactly is going on with them. Hold on. I can't see myself because my phone just... There we go. All right. Back to the back to the action. Hold on. Stretch it out. Back to the action. Um, so a lot of people don't know. It was created for white people <laughs> from, from the rip. Okay. All right. From the 40s, it was a it was a system where you, you could buy one you could buy one orange stamp, right? And that would be your food. And when you get orange stamps, you get blue stamps, and that's like your extra. So it's like, all right, uh, this is my extra food. And, the, and when you buy the orange ticket, you get an extra blue ticket. So you know it's free for you, so because you're poor, and you get to exchange those stamps for extra food. You know, so that you can you know you know. And back then, it, it you know food was what like a, a turnip or something. I have no idea, but. What I do know is uh, it was for uh, coal miners, uh, you know, the kids that were malnourished and all this other stuff. So they did it during the Great Depression. This is, you know, the 30s. In in 1943, uh, America came out of the Depression. We won the war and all this other stuff. Or we were winning the war, rather, and all this other stuff. So it seemed like uh, we were doing all right. So they they discontinued the program. Kennedy brought it back in 1961. He 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 went to West Virginia and he taught and he saw more coal miners, kids, and all this other stuff. And he saw that they had these these prepackaged meals with all this preserved food in them. It was like uh, you know excess lard 
and, and cornmeal and stuff like that. And the same kind of just basic nutrition that's kind of suggested in these boxes that Trump is suggesting. Kennedy saw these while he was campa- campaigning and was like, oh, absolutely not. We got to get the poor on a better food system. So he got, the, he got them off of the boxes that the coal mines were offering. And once again, he's, he built it for white people. I mean, yes, black people were going to start to benefit. But at the when they begun, only white people could get food stamps. Um, you know, they really fixed it up and made it the whole, you know, thing with the real stamps and everything that it was supposed to be in 1977 with Jimmy Carter and all that. Uh, but a lot of people don't even know, even today, 40% of people on welfare, on food stamps specifically, are white people. I didn't know that myself. 40%. And that's like a, that's a new number. I mean, because you have the rise, you know, black people at 25%, uh, Hispanics at 10%, but you have the rise of uh, of Asians uh indians uh russians things like that people other people who are just getting hip to the food stamp game because uh, a lot of times when you know on an immigrant status you weren't eligible for food stamps uh, a lot of that has changed thanks to president obama uh now a lot of people think that it, you know it costs a lot of money like oh my god you know everybody's on food stamps is going to cost so much money and that's why president trump's trying to cut this budget and everything like that we're down uh, in 2010, we had 47 million people on food stamps. Today, we have about 44 million. That's a huge drop. Um, and that's year to date? That's year to date. That's okay. 2007, 2017, 44 million people on, on uh, food stamps. Wow. And 2010, it was 47. So, you know, we dropped, we dropped 3 million, you know, over the span of seven years, which, you know, some people see as slow progress, but that progress is progress, you know? Um, here's the thing about, you know, the statistics of it is like when people say, oh, well, how can white people be on welfare? How much trailer park trash is it? A lot of the majority of the 40% are upper class, middle class white women uh, with children who never worked and had their husband do the working and then they got divorced and the husband left. And yeah, she's getting child support, but maybe, it, you know, there's a standard of living that she is accustomed to. You know, there's a house that she has to afford or there's a mortgage for that she's stuck with because the dad split. And food stamps is measured not often necessarily the number, the amount you make, but what it is based off how you're living. If your rent is a certain amount and you make a certain amount and there's not enough to feed yourself and the children, you have less than $150 after all these bills and, you know, obligations, you qualify for food stamps. So there's a lot of people in the suburbs and first of all, towns where black people don't even reside, you know, Ohio, Iowa, uh, Montana, you know, where there's like eight black people per capita. You know what I mean? Like those towns are full of white, white people on food stamps. But even in my town, like Philadelphia, there's a bunch of white people on food stamps that live in the suburbs that and live in nice, fancy houses because they just had that standard of living. And then it changed. And they're on welfare because... That's what welfare is for. When your situation changes, it's for you know they, we shame people on welfare. Like we make it seem like oh you know it's not it's a bad thing. You know it's for it's for help single people. If you you know if people single single people complain all the time. Single people that live alone, they're like oh you know I can't afford the bills all by myself. You should apply for food stamps. They may even give you like twenty bucks, but it's twenty bucks, twenty bucks like whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a big deal, and and you get to buy. You can only buy food with it now. We all know the uh, we all know the stereotype, right? We all know the oh, somebody's fraud and somebody's getting millions of dollars in food stamps and they're selling them and they're buying other shit or they're claiming kids that aren't theirs to get more and all this other stuff. And uh, you know, we we're we're afraid that that might take over the system if we like keep allowing it to be free 
Um, in this way, with the boxes, you know that they're getting only food, right? That's that's kind of like the the safety that they're kind of you know going over. But to date, as of 2017, once again, welfare fraud has fallen 1.5 percent. 1.5 percent of all welfare cases is fraud. That's very low. That's low as hell for 44 million people. So we're talking about what? I I don't know. I don't know the math on it. But we're talking about what? Maybe 100,000 people committing the fraud. Yeah. Yeah, this this seems about right. Compared out of the, the out of the million? out of the forty four million, which, but I mean, so okay, so fame. Um, just talking about, and I I can tell you have all your paperwork, all your research there, right in front of you. You're informing me. This is not something that I am as well versed on or have the knowledge base or have done the research on, which is rare for me because I I tend to research everything. But yeah, okay. So you said there's a, a thousand was it a thousand or a hundred thousand people who. Are, committing food stamp fraud I, 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 i'm like i'm being generous because I'm, I'm not really good at the math so i'm just saying i was just say like i said say a hundred thousand people out of 44 million that's a very small portion right and it's it's i mean yeah it sucks and but they're cracking down like it used to be and they said in 2015 it was at three percent which is still very low but you know they're cracking down they're really trying to get it i mean there there are tests there are standards you you don't just get on food stamps and then you're on food stamps. you're just on food stamps you have to check in every six months um they can check in on you uh they demand to see your bank accounts stuff like that like yes they uh, do past statements to see how much money you put in so you you know, some people say, oh, my bank account's empty right now. They like to see how much you're putting in, if you're getting other incomes. They do a lot of check work. And a lot of people don't know that you can, like, once again, you can only buy food with them. Yes, there are some places where you can buy, um, where they'll, tr- you know, some places in, in impoverished areas, they'll trade it for cigarettes or, or laundry detergent or, or whatever in the store. But they'll charge you double for it. You, it's, not like a, it's not like a good, you know, you're, you're still paying, you know. And at least, it's, once again, it's going to the poorest needs. What do you, if you care if it's specifically food? So how much, and and you you may have this uh, in your research or not, but okay. So of Maybe. course the, the 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 everyone tends to th- see food stamps as uh, it's basically the taxpayers paying for the the needy paying. Yeah, what per, what percentage? So is 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 there a stipend or a percentage of food stamp the budget that does not come out of our tax paying money is, is there any part that the government puts to the side and they also contribute to this, this food stamp fund or is it strictly funded based off our taxes oh, strictly, okay money? yeah now okay that's a great question um what what the original plan was was for it to be half government funded and half um half government funded and half taxpayer funded uh i think that we've switched I didn't find anything that said that we switched, but I I only saw the the plans on the original idea, so I don't even know if that went through all the way. So I can't okay. say for sure, but it's a great question, and I'm going to look up the answer to it for sure. I appreciate but, that. So um, go ahead, continue. Oh yeah. So uh, what I wanted to speak on is the other the other things about the boxes that like you know it, it's it's not a well thought out plan, and I'm sure like I said it's just a proposal. I'm not going to be the one sitting here knocking. I'm like oh yeah, they're about to just change our whole lives and destroy it. Like I'm not going to complain. And like I said, I understand why he you know why there's a need to find an answer for stuff like this because people do really believe that this that this uh welfare fraud this taking advantage of the system like runs rampant uh people really think that everybody you know everybody and their mom that's that's on these food stamps are claiming more or lasting longer or doing things like getting steak and lobster instead of real nutritional foods or, or, or whatever the case may be. And that may be true, that may be not, but these people do qualify for, you know, it's, it's, it's the idea of this. Um, if you see a bum on the street and, you, and he says, hey man, you got $5. And you say, all right, I'll give you $5, but you can't buy alcohol with it. 
like to me, like a lot of people say, well, that's good intention. That makes makes sense, and they, you know. But in all honesty, you cannot do that. Don't give him money then. Buy him food or whatever it is you would prefer him to have. If you're going to give him money, he's in America. It's his choice to do whatever he does with that money. You understand the the con the, the the situation he is in. Now he may have gotten there himself, or it may be an unlucky break for him. But you understand when you give him that money, you take the chance of him going to go buy a rock or him going to go buy a sandwich. But after you give him the five, it's your charity to him. Uh, it is not up to you to dictate what he does with it. In my opinion, I, I can understand uh, that. Right. So you know, and a lot of people, like I said, you know, it's, a, it's such a good intention. Oh, if I don't buy drugs with it. Yes, I understand. You don't want this homeless person to be on drugs, but understand that he may have, he may be homeless because he was on drugs and he has not necessarily stopped. So he's asking for five dollars for more. So you know, and 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 the uh, the idea that somebody like that would be on the honor system, don't buy drugs with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good but point like, there. Right. So that's why, you know, they're like, okay, well, we're actually going to make sure they get actual food. Like, no, you're eliminating these people's choices of what they can eat. But like, all right, personal choice. This is America. Okay, fine. You don't want to go by that. All right, you're poor. You have to eat what we tell you to eat. Whatever. What about allergies? What about food allergies? What about dietary restrictions? What about issues? What about people, you know, they don't want to eat meat? You know, what are vegetarians, vegans? I guess personal choice that's out as well. Uh, You know, how will these things be delivered? All right. Some of these people on food stamps are homeless or they move from place to place. They're couch surfing. You know, do you have to go pick them up? Because a good portion of people on welfare are employed. You know, a lot of people don't know that. About 30 percent are employed. They actually work, you know, and you work and they got kids. They care. 30 percent of people on welfare actually work. I that that that's a stat that just blew my mind. I wasn't aware of that. Absolutely. A lot of people think uh, uh, it's all, you know, joblessness and laziness and 30 percent of people work. You got to understand it's it's just a matter of being poor is living beyond the means. You're not getting paid enough. Um, And, you know, if you have kids or, you know, an elderly parent, anything. As long as your bills are higher than the, the means of your life, you can qualify for welfare. You're technically poor. When you, when your outcome is greater than your income, you're poor. It, it's just a matter of time. Hey, I mean, well, when you boil it down like that, fame, how can you argue with it? So what what, what else do you have for us? What else do you have for the listeners, the viewers? We're actually live, so we have viewers now. This is this is weird to be able to say that, but we have viewers. What, what other information do you have for them, fame? Well, you know, I was just thinking about just other things about the how these things are to be delivered. I just think that, like, I, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's like Blue Apron. Yeah, Blue Apron is cool the first week you get it. Um, it's not a system that you can use. Not everybody likes the same things. And, you know, it seems, you know, not to be suspicious, not to sound like the, the, the paranoid guy or the conspiracy theorist, but it seems like a very easy way to, to poison a nation or poor people that, let's be honest, he does not like. Well, I mean, let, let's let's get into that. I mean, we we I'm I'm no Billy Ray Valentine. I can't get all the way into conspiracy theories. A good friend of ours, a mutual friend. But for all the, all the conspiracy theorists and the ones that talk about how um, America, our, our country, does have every every what three or four years, or maybe it's even sooner than that. There seems to be something that it, it's either mass sickness, mass death. Um, oh, some yeah. type, some type of some some type of thing just in our normal day to day. I mean, what was it? It was just like five years ago where all of a sudden we couldn't eat tomatoes at all because they all randomly had salmonella. Um, yeah. So th- th- concerns about stuff like that. Is this something? And like I said, let's get all the way into conspiracy theory. Yeah, is this yeah. a form of population control? Is this, is this really what this is turning into? Is that is that a chance of that? Do you fear that? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, you got you always got uh, smoke and mirrors as far as like, oh, what's over here? Food stamps. Ah, by the way, we signed the bill for slavery. Like, you know, it's, it's always a good chance of stuff, stuff like that. But for the most part, um, there's a lot of drawbacks to this. This would especially in the startup of all this, it would cost more than, you know, to make everybody switch. It's it's not going to help. It, you know, and I don't think necessarily unless he gets eight years, I don't think that there's enough time to push this matter through. Uh and I, I, you know, I don't think it's something that anybody needs to worry about. And when you talk about these mass panics, I mean, we always got to remember, like, what happened to anthrax, man? What happened to Ebola? What happened to what was it? The the pig virus was uh, HPV, Men in Black, or something like this? I don't even remember. <laughs> Swine flu. Swine flu. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what Zika? What happened to Zika? Zika? What happened to Ebola? Uh, you know, these things just killed somebody for two seconds and then they never killed anybody ever again. It's very strange. I will, I will admit. They necessarily didn't say, hey, we found a cure for this shit. So who knows? But this, no. I, I mean, if they if they actually did it, if they actually gave us these weird ass, you know, Lunchables, these 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 foods, these poor people Lunchables, basically, is what we would be getting. Um, yeah, I'd be scared to eat it. I mean, who, who knows what's in it? And like, it's going to be like, you know, for the for what's supposed to be nutritional value, it's going to be full of preservatives. And, you know, that's not necessarily nutritious. You're talking about canned fruit. That takes away all the nutrition of the fruit. Like, so what are we really talking about here? You, if you can't, you can't, that would be cost way too much to deliver real fresh fruit, fruit. So let's stop talking about it. Give these people their EBT credit cards and have them do what they've been doing because it's working. Yeah. And so uh, maybe yes, it has been working. A bit. It has been working. So let, let's, let's get back to the topic at hand. I know I got into the conspiracy theory. So these, and for anyone who's just joining us, we're talking about Trump's reform kind of, well, proposal of, uh, of reforming the way that food stamps uh, work, so we're, uh, he proposed that we move to Everyone's a box system. Get hungry man, hungry man <laughs> so we move to a, a form of a form of boxes that are going to be apparently some way distributed to these families. Um, is there any type of uh, list or, or, or something you can go for, for for those who have dietary restrictions? Like if you if you're allergic to gluten, is there going to be a, a, a version of these boxes that is going to be gluten free, free, or is it once just going to be one box fits all? Once again, we're like we're talking about if we're going to customize boxes or what it is that you want. We're talking we're talking about something. Wait, you know how expensive it is to do that on Blue Apron? All right, let alone you know the the government. This is gonna like I said, this would cost way more in theory. People who are allergic allergic to certain things, peanuts. Uh, anybody allergic to soy or or anybody you know allergic to to you know what's more common to be allergic to um, dairy. You know these lactose intolerant people like it's it's not a smart idea. Like let these people buy what they want. Like you can't give them a limited selection. And besides, like let's not humiliate the poor. Like oh you're poor, you can only eat this. And that makes like the rich look more like ah oh, it's the lobster. You wouldn't know anything about this peasant because he can't because he can only eat this government drool. What's that like? Government cheese? Is it cheese? Who knows? It's not cheese. It's worse than Velveeta. Government cheese is was worse than Velveeta. Ah, but it Velveeta, does terrible. How does that? How is that still in business? Because <laughs> you got lazy people. You, the thing is, let me let me say this. If I go to somebody's house and the only cheese, like I can even understand if you use it a little bit in your mac and cheese to make it creamy. But if the only cheese you put in your cheese is, is Velveeta, in your mac and cheese is Velveeta, fuck you. I'm I'm done. Like it, it's, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be so offended that I'm leaving, 
And it's fuck y'all. Don't ever invite me over your house again. Never, unless it's just me. Now we can have a keto that's, meal where it's just me. But I'm sorry. I'm I'm, t- I'm turning the series. I'm turning the series topic. I just had well, to throw not, some comedy but, in no, there. I think you're. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Velveeta is nasty. That's just nasty for real. And once again, yeah, I can understand if you put a little bit in your mac and cheese to make it creamy, but like very little, only for the creamy effect because it's it's gross. And it better not be in any of these food stamp boxes. <laughs> well, fame. Before we get ready to go or or plug anything else, is there anything left on this food stamp topic that you want to discuss or think that people should know? Uh no, man. I I really put it all out there. It's, it's a lot of history. There's a lot of sources that I can cite on this. I mean, you can definitely Google is everybody's best friend. Um, you know, and the things to Google would just be Trump's food stamp plan, the history of food stamps, who is on food stamps racially. That's what I Google, and then you'll figure. You know, you'll hear every, you'll read everything that I said to you. Uh, it's it's fascinating that there's such a stigma for everyone thinking that it's all black people. These lazy black women, mostly, which is really odd. Lazy black women who have way too many children, and obviously, you know, every time they go outside, they run into a new penis. You know, it's it's this very strange stereotype that developed, and and, and now the next thing for me would be. How did that come about? Who really wanted to shade black women that much? Uh, black girl magic, man. Hashtag. Absolutely black girl magic. We know some amazing black women. I want to shout out the amazing black podcast, women podcasters that I know. Let's shout out to the extra regular podcast, both Kyla and Justice over there doing their thing. Shout out to Dualistic Cliche and Samantha. Shout out to all the girls over all the women, I'm sorry, over at the I'm Just Saying podcast. Those are just some amazing uh, women. Oh, Erica as well. I don't want to forget her because she supports everything I do. So we want to just give a shout out to all of our black women or black women podcasters. Shout out here. Um, black Girl Magic. I'm Definitely, I'm a supporter of that. So, Fame, you got your in yeah. podcast. Tell the people, yes. the viewers now of the Awakened Soul Live, tell them a little bit about the in podcast and where they can find it. Well, the Embedded Podcast was originally an idea between myself and Mr. AT2, uh, AT2 underscore for real uh, on uh, Snapchat and Instagram. Um, However, he hasn't been on the show all season. So it's a podcast that I am basically taping my private conversations and playing them for you to hear and then doing an intro for them. I really don't hold back. I talk about a lot of things, and I I can say on at least four or five episodes, I'm totally the bad guy. You would disagree with me. You'd be like, how can he think these things? But I do think these things, and I think I make a lot of sense, and I challenge anyone to come onto the show and debate with me. Um, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Every fourth episode is a freak episode. I've had very special guests, such as CEO Hayes of The Awakened Soul. I've had uh, Nick from Erotic Boudoir. She has a whole freak shop that she wants to tell you about. I've had Sonny Megatron, uh, the host of the American Sex Podcast, what is the number two sex podcast on iTunes. She has a show on Showtime. She's awesome. Definitely download her podcast. I have many special guests. Uh, In beta, I-N-B-E-T-A on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You can find it. You guys are smart. All right. That was basically all of the first episode of The Awakened Soul live. So uh, check out the second go around for that the black panther review um we are getting ready to get into what we're doing all this month and that is horror horror dating stories um or cautionary tales i believe is what we settled on calling them cautionary dating tales from the mind of jackson from the sex of strangers podcast we're gonna get into another brief musical break you already know on the other side of that it's gonna be me and jackson Tellers of joy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I promised you guys we'd be back for part two. We got Jackson back in the building from Sexual Strangers to tell another Dayton horror story. Jackson, well, let, let's not say horror story because we, we uh, just in case if, if your ex end up listening, we don't want to make it seem like that. A cautionary tale, I guess, is what we should call it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Jackson? Ain't nothing, man. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, just getting home from the gym and all that not too long ago and. My body is killing me because I didn't. I took two weeks off, but I'm a I'm a BB dub ass nigga, so it felt like I took a year off. My body, my body got to get back right. So I'm just chilling, man. I'm I'm doing all right though. You uh, for you to take off time from the gym, man, it had to be real because I know that that's just not something that Jackson does. Well, it wasn't voluntary though. That's the thing, man. I, I showed up. Uh, I showed up one day and they just had a sign on the wall that said. We close, nigga. <laughs> like forever, forever. Like them niggas is just like put up a sign. Like they ain't get no, uh, you know, notice or nothing like that. They just, I showed up to the gym one day and they put up a sign and the shit was just closed or Damn. whatever. So like, it just kind of fucked up my routine. And th- I think that happened on like a Thursday. So I was like, all right, well, I ain't gonna work out Thursday and I ain't gonna work out Friday. And I usually don't work out on the weekends anyway. And then the next week, I think I had a. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened the next week, but I didn't work out for like a whole week. And then I just went back like a couple of days ago. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm feeling it, man. Cause especially with running, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, with me, I got to run like every day in order for that shit to, to, to stay like for me to stay on top of my shit. But anyway, I feel you, but yeah, man. So we, 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 we came to hear a dating story, man. So I got to hear it and I'm just going <laughs> to let you run with it. Cause I know, no, it's going to be hilarious, man. Uh, which story are you telling today? Uh, well, today is... We usually just call it the Fab and Jada story. Um, and, ba- and and I do mean Fab, the rapper, and Jada, the rapper. And basically, this was this was last year, last March. Um, and I was just scrolling. And I, obviously, I had a girlfriend or whatever at the time. And I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was just like, you know, scrolling the internet, usually just probably just like looking for like, uh, you know, shit to do on the weekends because we didn't live in the same city. So we, we would only see each other on the weekend. So, you know, I would always just kind of like just browse, uh, you know, what's going, what was going on in Philly or whatever, or like what was going on, like, you know, in the tri-state area so I could get good ideas for us to, to do stuff on the weekends and whatnot. And this one time I was just browsing the internet and I saw that Fab and Jada, they was having their uh their Freddie and Jason like concert tour. Like even before, you know, like the actual album came out, they was touring together or whatever. And they was coming to Philly. And I was like, oh shit. And I knew she was a fat she was a fab fan. She wasn't really a Jada fan because she wasn't really she's not like a hip hop head like that. Um, but you know, like bitches like like Fab and shit, cause he kind of like he, even though he's still like as a real like rapper, he still uh, like appeals to women and shit with a lot of his songs and his, you know just his style and all that. So 
I know she was a fan of um, Aloso, so, and I was, I'm a fan of both of them for the longest. And I was like, yo, I gotta fucking go to this shit. And you know, she was my girl, so I was like, this is something that that you know I could get tickets for and I could have fun. And even though she might not have as much fun as me, she's still my girl. So it's like one of those things, you know, when you're in a relationship, you kind of try to like enjoy what the other person enjoys and try to make, you know, have, try to have like bonding moments out of those like experiences and everything. So, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, that's what this could be. So the tickets, I think the tickets was like, I don't know, they might've been like 60 or $70 or something like that. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm about to get that 150. That ain't shit to go see Fab and Jada for a couple of hours. So it was at the, it was at the spot in Philly called the Fillmore or whatever. And I, when I bought the ticket, I bought the ticket as soon as I seen them. Like I bought them, I copped them drinks. I ain't even tell her. I think I sent her. I think I sent her a screenshot. Like, yo, these niggas is coming to Philly. And then, like, before she could, <laughs> before she could reply back, like, oh word, like I sent her another screenshot, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a confirmation on your purchase <laughs> and shit like that. Like, yo, we going. Or whatever, and she was just so I kind of like just kind of bullied her into into going or what have you. So I copped the tickets, and you know she she obviously you know she agrees to go with me because I asked her to go, and I'm like, all right, cool. So now the 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 concert is on a, is on a Friday, so I end up taking off work on this Friday because you know I knew I just wanted to have a whole day to just kind of like get my shit together. And all that, and like get a haircut, and just get ready. You know what I'm saying for the concert and shit, because the shit started at like eight o'clock. So she didn't take off work, but she did take a half day. Now, even though she lived, she didn't. She doesn't live in Philly. She works. She works in Philly, or whatever. So she, so she is still like in Philadelphia. <clears throat> so that day, I get up early. I go. Uh, I go to the barbershop in the morning, probably about like nine o'clock or something like that. And I'm in a barbershop for maybe like 90 minutes or two hours. So I, so I'm done by the time it's like 11. So I say like, all right, what well, you know what? She's still at work. Let me go. Let me go bring her lunch or something like that. Since I'm, I'm not doing shit. So I go down to Center City and I go to this like, uh, this this little Mexican restaurant that she had put me on. And, and, you know, she put me, she put me on it. So I know she obviously, you know, likes their food. So I went and grabbed her some lunch real quick. But while I was headed down there, the Mexican place hadn't opened up yet. So while I, I was, I had to like maybe kill like 30 or 40 minutes. So it's this like Christian bookstore. That's like maybe a couple of storefronts down, uh, you know, from the, from the Mexican, Mexican spot. So I just go in there some time blah 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 and i'm just looking around and i see that i see that book uh the five love languages and at the time i don't know if i don't know if your listeners also listen to i'm about to do a shameless plug listen to the uh (laughs) the sex with strangers podcast but i told a story about uh just a month earlier how me and her had kind of had like some friction based on like uh how valentine's day went and stuff like that so this is just a month after valentine's day last year all right so just a just a little quick sidebar uh 
I I got her, I, I got her like man shit for Valentine's Day like spent maybe like four or five hundred dollars. We went to a show, we went to dinner. I got her like a a whole bunch of like gifts and a gift bag and all that. And like she cooked me dinner on Valentine's Day, and we didn't have sex, and I didn't get no I didn't get no head. So I was a little upset about that. But she did buy me some tickets to a comedy show, but the comedy show wasn't going to take place until the Saturday after the Fab and Jada concert. So it was going to be like a full weekend that we was going kind of, I was going to finally get to kind of have my Valentine's Day gift from her, even though it was a month later. And, but we had been going through some shit for like this whole four month period because I was low key, like I was kind of tight that I didn't really get nothing on Valentine's Day. And not only did I not really get anything like material, like, I ain't get no, like, sloppy head. I didn't get the, like, bust on her face or, like, none of that kind of shit that I like. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, as you know, like, and we would go, and I'm, I'm getting a little off topic, but I'm going to get right back on. But within this four-week period between Valentine's Day and the concert, you know, she also had mentioned to me that it was, like, this, this new Man's Day thing that was out that was like on March the 14th, that's supposed to be like steak and blowjob day. And she was like, well, you know, niggas don't supposed to get nothing on Valentine's day. Cause y'all niggas got your own day now. And it's called steak and blowjob day. And it's on March 14th. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I can't wait till March, March 14th because I ain't had no steak and I ain't had my dick suck in a minute. So I'm going to be up there for that shit. And when that day, that day came and went and I didn't have no steak and I ain't get no head. So I was still fucking pissed. So then fast, now that was March 14th. And like I said, the concert was March the 17th because that was the following weekend. So we, so we was, I'll say all of that to say that we was already kind of like Rocky or whatever. So this was supposed to be like a weekend where we was like really going like try to get back on track and, you know, just try to have fun and try to have a good time and just enjoy each other's company and all that. So, all right. So I go into the bookstore and I see the five love languages book. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? We're going through some shit right now. You know what I'm saying? She didn't actually send me the email of like the 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 love language questions so she could like try to figure out, you know, what my love language was and so I could figure out what her love language was. So we could try to figure out maybe how to love each other in the way that we needed to be loved, as opposed to, you know, maybe what we were doing up until that point or whatever so i was like yo i see the book i'm gonna just grab the book and i'm gonna grab her lunch and i'm gonna just kind of be like you know give it to her just kind of awesome you know I, I i figured that we could read this together i figured it could you know might help us out and uh you know maybe we could both learn something from it so i cop the book you know what i'm saying I walk out the store with that and then i go to the mexican spot and get her uh you know, get her some, get her like, I don't know, like some quesadilla or some, some shit, whatever it is, and bag that up, and then I walk right around to her job, uh, you know, and I go into the, go into the bottom, or to the lobby or whatever, and, you know, just drop it off to her, give her a hug and all that, and basically just tell her that I'll, I'll see her later, so then I go back home, and I'm about to get ready, now, at this time, it's probably about like one o'clock or something like that. And so I get home, I'm cleaning up, I'm getting my shit together or whatever for the night. And she hits me up at about maybe like three or four o'clock. 
and she's still in traffic. She's not at home yet. She's still in traffic, and she's telling me that she's trying to go to the mall because she don't got nothing to wear. And I could just hear like the the, the annoyance and like the irrit the 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 irritated tone like in her voice or whatever. So I'm like, oh shit, like here we go, like you know what I'm saying, like here we go again, like something is about to fucking go wrong. Like, please just don't fucking ruin this this night for me right now. Cause I really fuck with Fab and Jada. Like, I really want to enjoy this shit. And, you know, I'm talking to her on the phone and she's just kind of complaining about the traffic. She's complaining about how crowded the mall is. She gets, I'm on the phone with her until she gets into the mall. And while she's in the mall, she's like, she can't find nothing that she really wants to wear. And I'm like, yo, it's just a fucking hip hop concert. Like, it ain't like you got to be all like super flashy and elegant or nothing like this. Like, just get some shit, like be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, look fly. Just, just, just be comfortable. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she's just not really trying to hear shit that I got to say. So she finally, she don't lead them all. Like, I'm on the phone with her this whole time. So she don't lead them all probably until like five o'clock. And she bought some shit, but she really honestly don't like what she bought. So she already, that's she going to be irritated just for the rest of the night off the strength of she wearing some shit that she really don't even love for real. So she's telling me this and like, she's at a traffic jam and she's just like I'm gonna be late I'm gonna be late cause our original plan was for her to drive to my house park her car in front of my house and then we were just gonna Uber to the concert that way we didn't have to like look for parking or pay for parking and we'd just get like get dropped off like right at the front door or whatever but now she's telling me because she feels like she's running late now she's like well I don't think I don't think I should meet you at your house. I think we should just meet at the concert. And I'm like, yo, like, we don't have to fucking meet at the concert. Like, we, I know it don't start. It starts at 8 o'clock. But Fab and Jada not going to go on at no fucking 8 o'clock. Like, it's going to be under, you know, undercar or, like, open and axe or whatever. So you don't have to you don't have to rush. Like, we good. We straight. And she's just like, no. Nah. She's like, no. Nah, I just, just meet me there. And I'm like, listen, man. Cause I can hear this shit in your voice. Like, if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna go, like, if you feel like you're gonna be irritated or if you're gonna be tired, cause she was telling me how, how she was like super tired and super stressed out and super sleepy, and just all of this stuff. And I was just like, to the point where I was like, yo, if you don't wanna go, man, you could just sit this one out. I promise, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be upset. I'm not gonna hold no grudge. I'm not gonna do none of that. I just, I go, I go to the concert with my homie or or, or by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to go and just enjoy myself and have a good time. And, you know, I don't want you, I, I want you to, yes, I want you to go, but I want you to go and I want you to enjoy yourself. I don't want you to go and have a horrible time because that's going, you know, that's going, that's going to fuck my time up or whatever. So, I, and I told her this, but she was like, no, you know, I told you that I was going to go and this was the plan and blah, blah, blah. You know, so, so I'm going to go. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to let you go. You know what I'm saying? You you get ready. You do your normal one-two or whatever. And then, you know, since you want to meet there, I'll just meet you there. And we, she was like, all right. So we got off the phone. I finished getting ready or whatever. And so now I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Uber, and she's on her way as well. And she gets there a little bit before me. And she's like calling me on the phone looking for a parking spot. She can't find nowhere to park. Then she finds a parking lot to park in, but she says she don't have no cash. 
So it's just like I can hear the annoyance again, like creeping up her voice and I'm all worried and shit. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to calm her down. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, this this shit is not looking good. Like, I just I know how this story is going to end or whatever. But I'm still trying to, you know, like stay real positive and stay upbeat and stuff like that. So she finally finds a spot to park. So she's she's walking to the front and I'm getting out the Uber and I, fi- I see her. I finally see her. And, you know, I'm all hype. I'm happy to see her and shit like that. And um, and when I see her, like I try I give her like a, a I try to give her a hug and I go in with like both arms open and she kind of like give me like the one arm side like church hug and shit like real, some real cold shoulder type shit. And I'm like, here we fucking go. But I'm still trying to. You know, I'm still not trying to let that negativity like seep in to my aura or to, or to my energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm my mentality now was like, all right, I got to stay positive because that's the only chance that I have of maybe her coming out of her funk. Like if we can't both be on some negative shit because then it's definitely not going to go well. Like maybe I could just try to cheer her up and, and loosen her up as the night goes on. So we go inside. And it's really it's really nice in there, or what have you. Um, so we go inside, and I go straight to the bar, and I'm like, "Yo, what you want to drink?" And you know, she's just like, "Whatever." So I get us I get us a couple of drinks, and we sit, we find a table, and we sit down, and like I'm trying to like have a you know trying to have a conversation with her, and just ask her like, you know, uh, how, you know how her day was and how she feeling, and just kind of like saying, you know, just just trying to create some conversation and and talk about whatever like people watching or just trying to crack jokes and like again like just trying to like stay real upbeat and real positive and like so her energy is just super super just like just dark and like negative on the other side of the table so she's like really not real responsive she's not really um she's not really just like talking um i'm asking her you know if she wants something to eat is she hungry uh she's just like no nah. and she's like giving me like a lot of like one word answers and just like being real real short with me and shit like that i'm trying i'm trying not i'm really really trying hard like not to let that shit get to me because it's only like at this point in time it's only like 8 30 or like nine o'clock you know what i mean and it's a it's and like i said like fab or nor jada was on stage it was uh the nigga AR Ab on stage, just like a local Philly, a Philly rapper or whatever, which I knew. That's why I knew we didn't have to rush, but whatever. So we finished, we finished like one drink and the conversation is just getting less and less and less. And at one point in time, my nigga, like we literally just sitting there for like 90 minutes and just like not saying a word to each other. And I'm just like, so like, I'm not, at this point, I'm not upset. I'm not pissed, but I'm just like super, like demoralized. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like like she just really took the wind out of me because it's like, yo, like I told you, if you was gonna be like this, just to fucking stay home. You know what I mean? But she decided to come out anyway, and it was and she was. It ain't seemed like she was really making a a real effort to like to have a good time. It seemed like she just kind of like wanted to be upset. So, and at one point she asked me, she asked me what time, what time is Fab and Jada going to come on stage? And I'm looking at her like, I'm not, I didn't plan the concert. I, I don't know. 
I don't know what time them niggas is going to go on stage. I, I would assume that they're going to go on stage at about 11, like maybe 11, 11.30. And, it, you know, at this point, it was like maybe like 9.45 or 10 o'clock or something like that. And her response to me was, well, if they don't go, if they don't go on stage before midnight, I'm going home. And I'm like, what the fuck? But so I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, all right. Like, I didn't really know how to how to respond or how to answer that answer that shit. So I'm like, all right. So then I'm like, yo, let's let's just go upstairs or whatever. So we go upstairs, and now the Fillmore, the theater is is standing room only, and I, which I told her, like, it's, it's the only seats in there is if it's like super vi like VIP seats or seating or whatever. But like on the on the floor and on the even on the balcony. It's all standing room only. And it said that like when I bought the tickets and I definitely told her that shit. So she knew it was standing room only. So we get upstairs and, you know, the DJ is like still playing music. Like these niggas ain't on stage yet, but it's getting closer and closer to the time that they about to come on stage. And people started kind of filling in or whatever. Now, like I'm like six, six feet, maybe like six one. She's like five, five or five six or something like that so when people start coming in like at first like she's standing in front of me at first and then when people start kind of like rushing in because they know that they about to now come on stage people kind of started like almost halfway bum rushing so like people were kind of bumping into me bumping into her or whatever so i positioned myself to where she's between me and like the railing so nobody is going so and my arm is like around her but behind her holding on to the railing so the only only people will only bump into either my arm or people will only bump into me but they wouldn't bump into her or whatever so but by people kind of bum rushing like people are just inadvertently bumping into me which makes me inadvertently bump into her a little bit and i remember one time somebody kind of like, you know, bumped into me and I kind of like, you know, got pushed forward just a little bit and I kind of like bumped into her shoulder and she like looked back at me and was like, why are you touching me? And I'm like, bitch, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm trying to fucking protect you from being bumped, from being fucking trampled. Like, you know what I'm saying? So she looked, she looked back at me like, why are you touching me? Or stop touching me or some shit like that. I'm like, I'm just like, all right, my, my bad or whatever. And then like these, now these niggas finally do come on stage. And now like it's people, it's like mad people in front of us and she can't see, like I can see cause I'm a little bit taller, but she can't see nothing but the back of niggas shoulders and shit like that. And so I look back at her and I'm like, yo, I don't know if she thought I was joking or not, but I was like, yo, I know you probably, I know you can't see, like, do you want me to, do you want to, like, sit on my shoulders and shit so, you know, so you can see? And she was like, why the fuck would I want to sit on your shoulders? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, my bad. I'm like, okay, well, fucking keep looking at the back of these niggas' spinal cords then. And she was just like, like, I don't know, man. This shit just fucking, like, really just pissed me off because she was, like, really being, like, a fucking bitch about it and f for no reason. Like, I, I don't know why she was being, like, so angry about the shit. So, at that point, like, now I was now I was pissed off or whatever. And I just went to stand because she wasn't having a good time. And now, so, because she wasn't having a good time, like, 
now like I'm not having a good time or whatever. So instead of standing right there, you know, with my arm around her and accidentally, I didn't want to accidentally bump into her no more because I didn't want her to fucking give me that fucking ice queen look again. So now I just go kind of like stand off in a corner, but not in a corner, but like near the, um, it's like kind of like in a, in a corridor, or like the hallway. And I'm just like leaning on the wall, like not even looking. I can't even see the stage. I can hear this. I can hear them performing the songs, but I can't see shit or whatever. And so now we like 10 feet away from one another and I'm just standing there just like looking super fucking pissed off because I am super pissed off at this at this point. And then she apparently this one of the security guards like went up to her and was like asking like what what's wrong with him or some shit like that. And so she going to come over to me and, and she going to come over to me and ask me what's wrong with you. And I'm like, bitch. What's wrong with me? You're ruining my fucking night is what's wrong with me. Like, like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm cool. I'm chilling. And she was like, you got people coming up to me asking me what's wrong with you. And then I'm like, man, fuck that nigga. He's probably just trying to see if I'm your dude so he can shoot his fucking shot. Like, what, what are you talking about? So then she get another attitude and she just fucking, then she just leaves. She just like goes out into the, to the hallway where like the concession stands and shit is and I don't at first I don't follow her because I'm thinking like maybe she's gonna come back but she just never comes back so now I'm like where the fuck is she at so now I go out I look out there she's not out there so I go down I go back downstairs and now that I now I see she's downstairs like just standing somewhere so I'm like 20 feet behind her again or whatever 20 feet behind her like I'm mad, I'm pissed, but at the same time, like she still is my girl, so I'm not gonna like let her out of my my plane of of my you know my my vision. I'm not gonna let her out of my sight or whatever. And um, so I'm just like standing behind her 20, 30 feet for the next like two hours while these niggas perform, and I really I can't see the stage, and she's just standing wherever she is, and I'm just fucking in the back, just in the cut, just pissed off. And and then like maybe uh, 45 minutes or something like that goes by and I'm just standing there and she comes over to me and she's like, can you take my picture? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, man, give me the fucking, give me the phone. And I'll take a couple of pictures of her or whatever for her. And, and then like, I don't know, like she's still got an attitude. And then she's like, well, if you're going to have an attitude, then let's just go. And I'm just like, all right, well, fucking let's go then. And we fucking leave, and I'm not saying shit because I'm I'm like really steaming right now, like I'm livid or whatever. But I'm so I'm not saying nothing. And this is like the first time she's ever ever really seen me like mad or whatever. So we and so my plan at this point is to walk her to her fucking car, and then I'm going to fuck home and like to jack off or something like that because this is some bullshit. <laughs> so <laughs> so we get outside. And I'm not saying nothing. And I'm like, I'm just like, you know, I'm walking. Where your car at? And she's like, you know, it's over here. I was like, all right. And we just walking like, and I'm in silence. And she's like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, it's, I'm like, you good? It's cool. And she was like, well, how long are you gonna be mad at me? I was like, I don't. I was like, probably for the rest of the night or something like that. And it was just, I, I don't know, man. It, it, she was just pissing me off. So we just, we walked in silence to the car. 
And I opened the fucking door. I opened the door for it. And I really wanted to just open the door for it and just fucking take the fuck off and just like leave. But after she got after she got in, she was she asked me, could I get into the she asked me, could I get in the car with her? And I'm like, all right. So I get in the car and you know, she like apologizing to me and shit. You know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to whatever, whatever. I didn't mean to ruin a concert for you. I was like, man, it's, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's over with now. Like, it ain't nothing you could really do about that shit. Um, and I was like, you know, whatever. And she she talked me into, she talked me into going back to her crib. Um, so I was like, all right. And so we stopped at, like, McDonald's on the way back. And then we got back to the house. And she fucking went right to sleep. I fucking ate McDonald's, like, in the kitchen, like, standing up in pitch black in the, in the dark. And just fucking, I don't even know. So I didn't, again, didn't fuck. No makeup sex, no head, no busting on faces, none of that. Um, the next day, we fucking wake up and go to a movie and go to breakfast. And it's cool. I'm not even mad no more. Like, And I told her, I was like, I'm going to be mad for the rest of the night. But then after I get up tomorrow, like it's gonna it's gonna be whatever, like no 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 big deal, and that and that's true, like you know what I'm saying, because I don't I don't hold grudges or nothing like that, like life too short for that stupid shit. So next day we get up, go see a movie, go to breakfast, everything cool. Now the tickets that she bought me on Valentine's Day was for the comedy show on on this day that we just woke up on. So but she was still talking about how she was so tired. Or whatever throughout the whole day like oh i'm so tired i'm so sleepy you know what i'm saying blah 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 and it was like one of those rainy like gloomy ass days or whatever so we was like really contemplating like yo should we go to this should we go all the way back to philly for this for this comedy show or do you just want to like chill because you know you said that you was tired yesterday you're saying that you tired today like maybe we should just like relax or whatever so she was like ah well you know i don't know whatever let's just go back to the crib and take a nap and we'll play it by ear so i'm like all right cool so we go back and she goes in the room she takes a nap and it's march so march madness is on so i'm watching i'm watching basketball and she got some clothes that she didn't did laundry and shit for her. so i'm out here like a pussy ass sucker ass nigga like folding clothes and shit for her trying to help out and shit like that and i end up falling asleep on the fucking sofa or whatever so i end up not waking her up like how she asked she asked me to wake her up so that we could get ready and, and go to the comedy show but i fell asleep too because shit i was fucking tired my damn self so i wake up maybe like for i'm up for like five minutes and she comes out of the room with a fucking attitude again talking about why you ain't wake me up i told you to wake me up oh i know why you don't wake me up you ain't wake me up because i ruined your concert and now you wanted to ruin the comedy show but you wanted me to waste my money and you wanted to sabotage the comedy i'm like what the fuck you talking about i fell asleep too nigga i just got up fucking 90 seconds ago and you just happened to fucking walk out i haven't been awake this whole time like why would i fucking not wake you up on purpose so you can have another attitude like, it just didn't make sense. So, and I was like, it was like six o'clock. the The comedy show ain't started till eight. She was talking about we gonna we we gonna be late. Like nigga, if you just fucking shower and get put your clothes on right now, well, we might miss the opening act, but we still gonna see the main guy. But she was too busy having a a, a shitty attitude about it that she just shut down and and just wanted to say fuck everything. 
or whatever. So I was like, all right, whatever. So she went back and she fucking laid down. And I was just like, all right, whatever. So I went to go fucking grab some food because I knew she was going to be fucking hungry later. Grabbed the food, came back to the crib. Her ass woke up at like midnight, like, I'm hungry. And I was like, it's food in there. She ate the food, went back to sleep. Again, no fucking, no head, no busting on faces, nothing. (laughs) So I went to sleep. I went to sleep in the living room that night. So nothing. So then the fucking next day, Nigga, which is now Sunday. So Friday was ruined. Saturday was ruined. Now I'm waking up on Sunday and my phone is dead. So I need a fucking charger, right? So, and I'm t- now she wakes up and she says she's feeling a little sick because probably because of that walk to the car on Friday night after the concert because she ain't really have, she ain't have on no, no jacket or whatever. So she's, her throat feeling kind of scratchy. So I wake up, I'm like, all right. Well, you know, you see you feel, your throat feeling a little scratchy or whatever. I make you some tea and, you know, lay in the bed. I make you some tea. As a matter of fact, here's a good idea. I'll read you the book or whatever. I'll read you like some of the book or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We can read it together or not read it together. I'll just read it to you. And we can, you know, just, I don't know, talk about it, have a conversation about it, have some feedback about it, something like that. Because in my mind, the weekend has gone shitty. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to like salvage the weekend some way, somehow, and maybe like end it on a good note before I, you know, before I have to leave and come back home. I don't want to leave on a shitty note. So I make her some tea. I'm like, here you go. She's like, nah, I don't want no tea. I was like, but didn't you say your throat feeling kind of scratchy or you're not feeling good? She was like, yeah, but I don't want no tea. I'm hungry. I was like, all right, well, you know, well, what you want or whatever, like what you want to eat? And she's like, nothing. I don't got nothing in there. I don't know what I want to eat. I was like, well, all right, well, you know, I'll go to the store and grab some or whatever. Like, what you want, some some eggs, some bacon, some French toast, some steak, whatever. She was just like, no, 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 no. I was like, okay, well, saying you're hungry, but you're saying that you, you don't got nothing in there, but then you also saying everything that, that's at the grocery store, you know, you saying no to So, like, I don't really know what to do right now. You're not really helping me out or whatever. So that's a fucking wash. So then I fucking, <clears throat> I read her the fucking, I read her like a chapter in the joint, right? And it's about words of affirmation. And once I, when I'm finished reading it to her, <laughs> when I'm finished reading it to her, I'm like, you know, so how did you feel about that? And her response was, well, we not married, so that shit really don't apply to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yo, you! I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that didn't work. So I go back out in the fucking living room, man. I just because she seems like she just really wants to be left alone at this point. So I'm just like, all right, well, let me just give you some space. I'm gonna let you just lay here and be sick and be hungry, and uh, I'm gonna go back out in the room and I just start watching Narcos on, on, on Netflix or whatever. And then like maybe 15 minutes or so go by, and here she come busting out her bedroom door, full like with some with clothes on, and she just leaves out. Like, leaves out the apartment. I'm like, oh, okay. So she comes back maybe like 20 minutes later with grocery bags, right? And she starts fucking making, she starts making breakfast. She starts making the food that I just offered to go get her and make her. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So 
I'm like, you know what, man? This is some bullshit. She's pissed me off. Like, I'm about to leave. Oh, and then she, when she came back, she was like, here, I bought you a phone charger so you could charge your phone so you know what time your train come. Translation, so you can get the fuck out of here or whatever. Right? So I'm like, I'm pissed, yo. So I put my clothes on. I'm like, man, I'm about to go. She was like, what you mean you about to go? I was like, I'm about to go. I was like, you don't, you don't, what do you need me for? You don't need me here. Like, you're sick. I made you, I tried to make you some tea. You ain't want it. You said you was hungry. I tried to make you some breakfast. You said you ain't want it. I said, what you want? You said, I don't know, but whatever I want, it's not here. I said, well, what you want? I'll go get it. And she was like, nah, I don't go get nothing. I was like, you want steak? She was like, nah, pancakes? Nah, eggs? Nah, bacon? Nah. And this bitch go out and buy all of that shit that she just told me no to and makes it her fucking self. I was like, yo, you don't need me, dog. You don't need me. Why am I here? I'm just I'm just taking up space right now. So I'm about to bounce or whatever. And so when I say that, now she wants to get all like mad. And then we start getting into a back and forth and an argument and this and that. And like yelling. And she ends up she ends up throwing the book at me and calling my book stupid and all this. Like the idea is, is, is dumb. And we just start kind of like having like a, a crazy back and forth and just you know a lot of a lot of different things were said and all this man and it was just like the first time i really have been in a situation where i was like really like yelling at somebody you know what i'm saying like that's not that's not even my that's not what i do like you know what i'm saying and it was just like wow like i, I can't believe it really is coming to this you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's just like i didn't really know what to do um, and I don't even remember what happened from that point forward. I think I, I think we might have laid down and kind of chilled out for like an hour, and then I ended up leaving. But after I ended up leaving, like that was like the last time I spoke to her for like a for like a for like a month. Like I didn't I didn't even I didn't reach out to her after that, and she didn't reach out to me after that for like four or five weeks. You know what I'm saying? And and this, and this wasn't even, like, a girl that I was just, like, talking to or just, like, fucking or just, like, fr- like, we was, like, together, like, together, together. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, I don't know, man. That shit was just weird. And it was just, it turned from a bad date to a bad two dates to a just a whole bad weekend to a whole fucking breakup, like, off of just one fucking concert that she didn't want to go to. And well- that's that. Damn, um, Jax, I feel like I, I feel like I, like you need a hug right now. Like I don't even know what to say to that man. <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. And I've heard that story before, but I know, man, that's just that's just crazy, man. That's crazy. I don't know what else to say, man. I'm sorry. I wish I wish I had more words to say to that, but uh, that shit is wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, man, I I don't know. I don't know how to handle it. Bro? Hello? Yeah, you you're, uh, oh. you faded all the way out there for a second. Oh, my bad, my bad. Nah, I was just saying, like, I, I really honestly don't know how to handle handle women with attitudes, man. And I'd rather not. And I know y'all y'all give me shit about that shit all the time. But I'm just like, that shit, you're, like, you're not going to drive me crazy, man. You're not going to drive me crazy every weekend, man. I'm, I'm not. I'm not built for that, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be 
I'm not trying to condition myself to be built for that because that shit is that shit is not fun, and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to do that shit at all, man. And I would just I would just rather not. I'd ra- I would just rather jack off, man, every weekend instead of having to deal with that kind of shit because like that shit is ridiculous. Dealing with that shit and not getting no fucking head, nah. <laughs> oh man. So I know I say, I, I, me and you talk. So I I I I know because me and you are friends. But for the listeners of the Awakened Soul, the ones that don't also listen to, to Sex with Strangers, you you mentioned a lot: no head, no busting on faces, no sex. What what's what's the hierarchy for you as far as as far as that type of stuff? <laughs> what you mean, like just sexual stuff, or just like in regards to? I mean, it definitely it would. When the sex is banging and super nasty and all that, it definitely gives people a long release to deal with, with to deal with uh, attitudes and to deal with bullshit and to deal with stress. You know what I'm saying? Because at least at the end of the stress, you get at, at the end of your stress being built up to an all time high. At least you know that that person is going to be able to release that stress. You know what I'm saying? But it's different when it's like the person is like built in the stress, built in the stress, built in the stress. And then they're not even going to do, you're not even going to do no nasty shit to release the set. So now I got to go home and rely on fucking Pornhub and X videos to make me not mad. No, Like what's, what's, what's the point in that, man? Like, and I mean, sex is with me though. Sex is, sex is weird because it's, it's not something Shit is not important until you're not getting until you're not getting it. If you know what I'm saying, like, like if you y'all always talk about how like, oh, this nigga Jackson, all he do is man, he talk about head and he talk about fucking and he talk about, but a nigga who a nigga who getting getting shit ain't talking about ain't talking about it because they getting it. It's not a, it's not an issue. Shit is shit is only an issue when you feel like you're not getting there how you're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't been, I didn't been with girls who ain't, who didn't give a lot of head or who didn't like having sex. And yeah, like, that's what you're going to talk about. Like, damn, like, I wish I had some hair right now. Wish bust on the face right now. Wish I could get some back shots right now. But then I've also been with chicks where them bitches just sucking dick as soon as I walk in the door. You know what I'm saying? So now that's not an issue. So I don't have nothing to complain about. So you're not going to ever hear me talk about it unless you hear me praising, you know what I'm saying, how official she is with her mouth or whatever. So, like, I can't even say what the hierarchy is. I mean, I I would definitely put sloppy head at the top of the list, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you because I would rather get head than, than have sex if I had to choose. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I and, and it sucks because I have been single for almost a year. But I still like I still be thinking about like why why shit went the way that it went or like why did she not seem to to do the stuff that she knew that I wanted her to do. But but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, she would say that she she loved me and that she was in love with me and you know, and wanted a serious relationship and stuff like that. And I, I don't I don't know. I just till this day, like I really it just doesn't it doesn't register to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't like, I could see if it was like a situation shit where I was like telling her 
what she wanted to hear. But at the same time, I was like fucking other bitches or like putting her through shit where like she was always like where she would have to like go through my phone and like see see other naked bitches in it or see me texting other girls or like catch me out or like her friend to catch me out talking to other chicks or something. It wasn't none of that, man. It wasn't none of that, bro. Like I was, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I was committed. I was I was faithful. I was, I tried to communicate well. I tried to, you know what I'm saying? Like really be considerate. And I wasn't, I wasn't seeing and I, she knew that I was like, it was like, I am your boyfriend. Like I am your dude. I, I can imagine that had to be tough, like to know that that you was doing right, everything right in your mind, and she just didn't. She, man, like me and you have talked about that about the woman before, so it's, it's difficult for me to kind of be objective because I've heard some some terrible stories. I always told you you were dealing with a demonic spirit. That wasn't a person. I can't do that. I can't say all that, man. No, she's not a demonic spirit, man. This is, I mean, she. And I'm not, and I'm not gonna say I did everything right either. Like that's not, that's definitely not the case. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. It, and maybe this isn't right of me either. But you, we hear the stories. We hear stories from other women about the niggas that they dealing with. So you can't help but to compare. Like I can't help but to compare my my downfalls or my shortcomings versus other niggas shortcomings or downfalls or and and like when you look at it like that it's like yo i feel like i was the way lesser of of two evils or of all of the evils that's that could be out here you know what i mean like the one one of the hardest one of the hardest things that women have to have to do is to get a nigga to actually claim them claim them or commit to them. Like, that's one of the hardest things you to get a nigga to do is to really be like, nah, bro, I'm in a relationship and I'm only talking to her. And I'm and I'm not afraid to tell people that I'm in a relationship with this one girl and I'm not fucking no other bitches. It's like chicks can't even get niggas to do that. You know what I'm saying? Let alone go on dates and 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 buy and buy shit and and have conversations and like like you know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I honestly just came to the I honestly just feel like she was. Uh, I was the. I was the. You know how you know how women talk to. They have like a. They have like a certain type. But for whatever reason, the type of guy that they're naturally attracted to is also the probably the kind of guy who has been shitting on them for their entire life. So at, at some point, you know, people start to think, well, if I want something different, if I want different results, I'm going to have to start doing some different things. And I kind of feel like I can't I might have come into her life at a at a point where she was like, oh, he's not really what I would typically go for. But maybe what I typically go for is the type of nigga who always does me wrong. So let me step outside of my comfort zone and see and see what this is like if I talk to him. And she found out, I, you know, I feel like she felt like I was a good person, a decent person, but it was still maybe something lacking there, like maybe from a physical standpoint or maybe from a, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, I don't know. I mean, only, only women really would know, like, you know, what, 
what their type is or what does it for them, whether it's physically or whether it's like how a guy may dress or, you know, a, a guy's like lifestyle or the money he made. I don't like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I was different from what she normally talked to. And because of that, there were a lot of things that she liked about me, but then there were a lot of things that maybe she couldn't really just fully open herself up to me about. And I, I don't know what that I don't know what was causing that block, but I feel like it was something. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. It's another one of my, my horror story dates, though. <laughs> that was one of the worst ones because, honestly, that was one of the ones that kind of caused us to – that was, like, one of the last straws to, like, kind of break the camel's back, so to speak. Because that, that's because like to the point of where I was really – well, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Uh, you're obviously in a better place now, so I mean, shit happens, but uh, we got to keep moving. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel you on that one, Jackson. Uh, last week, last time you were on, we we ended with a little advice from Jackson as far as like dating, and and you boiled it down for both the men and women. Anything else you want to leave them after this story? Honestly, <laughs> man, I think. Uh... The only advice I could really say is I still think you should I think you should go hard and continue to try, continue to try until you really truly honestly just feel like nothing else is going like if you feel like you've done everything that you can do, you know what I'm saying, for a person, um, I feel like you should do that. Cause I feel like a lot of people, like when it gets down to the end, like their effort starts to like kind of dwindle. And, you know, they just kind of like let things just kind of like fizzle out because they just be like, well, I'm, I ain't even going to try no. But I don't know. Because for me, I feel like even if shit, even though shit didn't work, like I kind of feel like, you know how like in sports, when they when like somebody's season is when you're like mathematically out of the playoffs or whatever, it's easy to check out. It's easy to just like give up and, and quit or whatever but in reality you kind of setting the standard for like your next season like you now you plan for you plan so other people can see that oh he didn't quit or other people can see like even when the when all the chips are down like this nigga still go hard so i think in dayton i felt like at some point i was now just i was just like giving effort for my um for my reputation you know what I'm saying? Like going forward, or really just setting a standard of like for for niggas who gonna come come into her life after me. You know what I'm saying? Because even though me and her didn't work, I would be willing to put money on the fact that if I'm not the if I'm not top if I'm not ranked number one in how dudes treated her, I'm definitely top three. I would even say top two. You know what I'm saying? So inadvertently, like I'm indirectly probably set set her standard a little bit higher for whoever is going to follow me. You know what I'm saying? So I guess just like leaving with that, like kind of makes me feel, I guess it's like a good consolation prize because it's like, you know, knowing that you would, you the nigga who set the standard for whoever's, for whoever is going to follow you. It's just going to make it that much more difficult for a nigga to come, for a nigga to come after you. You know what I'm saying? Because whether we, whether we like to compare or not, I feel like so. You know, what I'm saying subconsciously we kind of compare the the new person to the last person. 
in 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 one way, shape, form, or another. Like you know what I'm saying? I can definitely feel that. That makes a lot of sense. Look at you! You just dropping knowledge over here, Jackson. Get out of here! Yeah, <laughs> that's just because it's late. Yeah. It. I feel you, man. <laughs> Let's go ahead and tell the people good night. Tell them where they can find you in the Sex with Strangers podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, well, my Instagram, my own personal one is Jackson one six one six. That's J A X O N one six one six. And of course, on one third, uh, Sex with Strangers. Uh, podcast or Sex Strangers or Grown Folks podcast. Our Instagram is Sex with Strangers podcast. That's our that's our IG. Um, <clears throat> so you can follow us on there. You can check us out. We got new episodes dropping every Monday. Um, and yeah, man, we talk about all the good shit, man. We talk about dating. And we talk about fucking. We talk about hair. We talk about sex. We talk about rim jobs. We talk about facials. We talk about threesomes. We talk about all that shit. So come check us out. <laughs> we'll definitely go and check them out. Uh thank you for listening. Jackson, tell the people good night. We can go ahead and leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Good night. If I gave you my love, I tell you what I do. I expect a whole lot of love out of you. to be good to me I'm gonna be good to you There's a whole lot of things you and I could do Get right down to it.